And welcome back to Ascended Queens. This is your girl, Jermaine. And I'm Jessica. What is up, girl? Just over here trying to stay cool. And you got your deep, sexy voice on. There she goes. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, wait, what you been doing today? Ah, I mean, you know that's how my voice is. Mm -hmm. Got a little little bass in it here and there. I mean, sometimes. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, see, like, like you like let it get up an octave or a two, but then sometimes you come on, you're like, hey, so uh, <laughs> oh, this is your that. girl Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> see what we're going. You know what? Part of it is, you know, my voice is naturally raspy, but mm. then I think I'm lazy. Like, mm. I think when I get real, like, it's just me being also lazy and speaking slow. <laughs> <laughs> That is so funny. When I was a kid, actually, like like a little girl, it's funny. My mom used to talk about all the time. She was like, it was so weird to hear your voice. She's like, she was like, you had this like deep, deep voice coming out of like a little girl. She'd be like, you'd be like, hello. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I guess I did. I don't know. It was weird. That's I, so funny. I don't remember, but you know, it's great. <laughs> my brothers used to make fun. They were they were always like, you know, you sound like a man, but then. What did they know? Because then you grow up and everybody's like, you have a sexy voice. And I was like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> it works now, brothers. Right? <laughs> I bet they ain't hating now. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they are still hating because, you know. Over here sounding just like them. Or sexier. You know what I'm Hello. saying? Yeah. Hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So what's good? What's been going on? Um, not much. Obviously, I'm still in the house chilling, chilling in the house. Um, I have been doing a lot of research and formulating things together um, to kind of like potentially start like a little side business for myself. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so I've been like doing some researching and brainstorming and I have a couple meetings with um, some friends who own brands and um, yeah, like, so I'm just trying to see what I can do for some things in life. Um, I haven't gone back to work yet. Obviously, come this Friday, like technically is the official day that people can start like you know, sets and fil- like filming and all of that stuff, which would actually include what I do. Um, officially in California, you can start shooting and doing all that stuff again. Um, obviously, nice. things are starting to open back up, like restaurants and whatnot. And um, yeah, but other than that, I'm just pretty much over here chilling, still grounding, still meditating. Um, I think I said this last time, like one of the biggest things that I've been doing is like I get up, I meditate. And then the first thing I do when I come to, like, open my house, um, like, open the blinds and all of that is, like, I put on, like, either classical music or jazz or something really soothing. Either Sometimes binary beats. I don't know. Um, just something soothing, something calming, something to really ease into the day and also, like, yeah. set, the, set the tone for the energy of my house and of my day. So 
I love that. Like, I am going to have to continue this even once we're allowed to go back out and about and I'm comfortable being like full force out into the world. I think I'm going to have to give myself an extra 15 to 20 minutes in the morning just to like open up the house, turn my music on, give myself a moment and then go about my day. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we're going to gain a lot of, you know, good attributes to use. Um, that we can continue, you know, mm-hmm. continue with once this is over. Definitely. Um, so that's, that's a good one for sure. Yeah. I actually yeah. think me having surgery kind of set the stage for this for me because I had to, I was forcibly, I had to sit down, you know, and like heal my body and all of that stuff. But it was just interesting. Like then I was like so ready and like antsy wanting to go places all the time. Like I'd tell my sister, I'm like, just let me ride to the store with you. I'll sit in the car. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? And so um, getting comfortable with that is like really helped me to be comfortable with this. Like, although like I am like, I would say a natural homebody. I do like to be at home. I pride myself to make my home my sanctuary, but I'm a very social person and I love having a social life. And I would say like, you know, not being around my friends, not being at work with like people that I know and care about, like that's probably been the the toughest for me, but overall it's been good. So, but what about you? What's going on with you, boo? You know, I've been, uh, luckily, I mean, I've been working this whole time. So regular nine to five, but from home. Nice. Um, so I still, I get up as you know, really early. I don't need to, but I do. I'm so, sure that has its challenges too. Like, how is that working from home? Like, I don't think I'd be productive at all. I think my ass would be <laughs> in my PJs, like Oh, mm. for sure. I'm definitely in my PJs. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it's awesome. I really enjoy like working from home. Um and just being in my own space, I can control the energy as opposed to being in an office with other people and their stuff, you know, energetically mm-hmm. that they bring in mm-hmm. and that you have to interact with. Um, I like being able to kind of, you know, eat what I have here and decide, you know, nah, I don't want that. I feel like this. I can, you know, I'm not missing any of my supplements. Um, and I'm able to multitask like even more from here. And it's just a comfortable place. Um, you know, I just, I make sure that I get everything done that I need to get done as long as that's happening. Um, you know, I, I definitely relax. It's definitely more peaceful for me to work from home. Um, but it is, you know, I do realize that you still need, um, some time off. Like I, I literally took, you know, this whole COVID one and a half days to go visit my brother. Mm. Um, but other than that, you know, I've just been working every day. And so a little bit, I've decided to take some days off here and there randomly. Nice. Um, just for some, some different type of me time. Um, so yeah, I've just been doing that and um, things are going well, you know, same thing I said last show. I'm feeling, you know, really proud of humanity and, so I'm hopeful at home and been doing the same thing as far as still doing the virtual sound baths and mm-hmm. um, meditating and um, doing dream work when I can and when I can <laughs> remember to wake up in my dreams. Right. Um, and yeah, and trying to, you know, trying to maintain my body as much as I can here and there. It's tough for me to get out because, as you know, like it's a, I do a lot of disinfecting. 
So I have like my little <laughs> mat on the floor with like a jump rope and 10 pound weight. And like, that's my little workout area. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, it's been good. Um, you know, I'm definitely ready for change, but. Nice. Like, what do you mean? Definite so blessings. I, obviously things are opening up, um, like restaurants, a lot of restaurants are opening up. I've seen yeah. even people going to bars, like in mm-hmm. certain areas, not all across statewide bars are open, but. Um, certain, you know, cities and counties are able to open up bars and stuff. And I've noticed some people are doing that or even going to restaurants. Like, have you ventured out and gone to a restaurant yet? Are you open to going to a bar? Like, where are you at about where, like, the world is and how things are opening? And, like, how's it making you feel? I'm excited. Um, I'm excited in holding space that, you know, uh, this is legitimate um do i have some reservations about um just you know the plan in general for humanity Mm. i think yes you know what i mean don't be surprised if all of a sudden you know these numbers are gonna spike and all of a sudden there's no testing but somehow they're testing people um and uh i think just I'm excited because, of course, you know, you want to see loved ones. I want to go back out and feel safe doing so. Mm. I did finally, as of yesterday, finally, I had cabin fever because I have been isolated Mm. from pretty much everybody until the last three weeks. I hadn't seen anybody except for my family two times in three months. Um, And me from afar. Yep. You passing by. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And, um, you know, been having food delivered and stuff. So. I'm not going to lie, like psychologically, it's been done, you know, a number a little bit, not necessarily a negative way, but just in an overly kind of cautious way. Mm -hmm. So I want to move the energy to be one of, um, you know, fearlessness doesn't mean being without fear, but it means confronting your fear and doing it anyway. Mm. Um, but doing it cautiously. And I think for me, it's like, oh, I always check in with myself. I'm, I'm, I care for myself the most. I'm a very well cared for person. Mm. Um, I love that. so I think that I'm always checking in and like, how are you feeling? Like, mm. as if I'm separate from myself, like, do you feel okay going out? You know, do you feel like if you do go out to what extent are you comfortable with? That's not going to have you psychologically be worried in your sleep and your, you know what I mean? Um, so do, you know, for me, I am, I have gone to two restaurants that were outdoors. Um, Cause for some reason, just being inside is too much for me. Um, and of course it was super separated. Um, and you know, everything is digitized, like the menus and things Mm. like that. Mm -hmm. Um, everything is sprayed down. Um, so that was good for me psychologically to be, to ease. It's, it's better for me to ease into it, even if I, you know, whether I full fully, um, believe in everything that's going on necessarily or not. I have to do what is healthy for me mentally and energetically to do. And that is to ease into it. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited because I do miss my family and my friends. Um, I'm, I do not feel comfortable going in indoors or to places where there are crowds of people or mm. um, anything like that psychologically. Um, logically, um, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But psychologically, mentally, energetically, I'm just not there yet. Yeah, but I'm I'm taking little baby steps to get there. I'm gonna do, like I said, take days off here and there. Maybe do mini staycations just to get uh, 
yeah in, into a different environment so i'm um, down girl you better let me know when you go <laughs> right i know you are down because you know um, i miss our palm springs trip I like know. we could go to santa barbara that's like, exactly what i'm thinking actually um i'm so down yeah i need i need water you know just things that feed my soul yeah that's just as important as um you know, getting vitamin D or, or staying away from the virus. You also have to fill yourself up, um, energetically and, and mentally and emotionally, whatever that looks like. So, um, yeah, so that's what I've been doing and, and I'm going to do little things here and there, like, you know, taking drives, like we've talked about, I've, yeah. I'll bike ride, shoot around with the basketball. Um, yeah. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about humanity right now. I'm feeling good about um, where we are, definitely feel energetically that the energy of oneness and camaraderie is upon us. Mm. Um, and I feel like for the first time in my lifetime, I'm really feeling it, not just seeing it, but I'm feeling it. Mm. Um, and so that has me be super excited for the shift in consciousness that I truly feel is upon us right now. Yes. What about yourself? I mean, I agree with you in terms of the shift um, and even everything else you said, too. <laughs> I feel like we're very similar, at least in the way we go about things. You're definitely a little more germaphobe and OCD than I am. <laughs> um, like, I mean, I am a clean person, but like I don't leave my packages outside for like a week just so that they can <laughs> disinfect, you know? Like I bring them inside and then I spray them with Lysol and then let them sit there. And then I just open them. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. fine. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's, you know, um, I have ventured out like obviously like I'm still going to like the grocery store. So that's kind of been, you know, my I guess you can say social time. <laughs> um, yeah. I have had to, um, you know, like go for drives every now and again when I really get stir crazy. Um, I definitely will go for walks or ride my bike around the neighborhood. Um, I haven't ventured to hike, hike yet. yet. Um, where I live in Long Beach, there's like this area of Long Beach that's like super hilly. It's called like Signal Hill. And like there's this part like where you can like walk up and it's all through a neighborhood. Um, there's not a ton of people up there, uh, but it's like kind of like a hike, but it's like in a neighborhood. So it's kind of cheating, but <laughs> Um, I've ventured to do that and I love it. Um, but I definitely feel like going forward in the coming weeks, I will probably be going on some of my old favorite hikes because I do miss them. I do miss like being near the ocean. And, um, I did actually go to the beach this last, uh, Saturday and just kind of like sat out and watched like the dogs play at the dog beach. Like that's like one of my favorite things. Um, yeah. And that was nice. Like obviously no one's near me and I, you're just looking at dogs and stuff. But um, as far as restaurants, I have not ventured that way. Um, I'm not saying I'm opposed to it. <laughs> I just haven't ventured there yet. So um, I mean, I'm kind of like a uber independent person. And so I live alone. I do a lot of things alone. So um, I haven't like rationalized the need to go to a restaurant just yet. Like obviously to be social with someone else, like a friend or something. Um, I'm totally down for that, but otherwise I'll pretty much just be home. Um, I'm definitely not going into any large crowds or anything like that. 
myself, like, like a bar or anything, you know, um, I do still think that it's important to keep distance and space because again, like, you know, realistically speaking, we don't know. And clearly the people who are in charge to run things in this world don't know either. (laughs) They're just like winging it. And it's kind of just like, all right, cool. Well, if you're winging it, I'm going to wing it too, but I'm definitely going to make sure I'm as safe as possible for myself. Um, but I'm definitely to the point where I'm open to being more social, um, as long as people are aware and respect boundaries, you know what I mean? Mm. Like I like to personally have a discussion before I go anywhere with anybody or hang out with anybody. I mean, not that I've been hanging out with a lot of people. Um, but just like, if I, if I do go somewhere, I'm like, Hey, I expect you to wear your mask. I'm going to wear mine. You know, like I expect you to not roll up on me so close. Like that's just... (laughs) my expectations like it's hard and even to say that is so hard for me because I'm such a touchy-feely kind of person like I love hugging like when I like friends like I'll grab your arm like you know what I mean like I'm just you know what I I don't know I just love hugs and touching people and that's probably been like one of the hardest things for me to not be able to hug people like even I've seen my mom every once in a while and like I you know my like I'm not hugging my mom and like Mm. sometimes that actually like breaks my heart a little bit because I'm like I miss my mom, you know, and like, I can't even like give her a good hug and, um, but it's okay. It's not like I don't talk to her every day, but you know, it's still not the same to be able to just like hug your mom, you know, like I'm such a mama's girl. I've said that so many times. I will literally still crawl in her lap to this day with my 36 year old ass. Like, and she's like, um, can you not like, first of (laughs) all, how about you hold me? Like, (laughs) you know, um, But yeah, like other than that, I feel like everything else, like obviously nothing is going to open up socially. Like I don't think there's going to be any events uh, for the rest of this year. I definitely think next year maybe they might start having events or being open to events like happening. Um, I don't even know what that's going to look like. But um, in terms of like large events like Coachella, Coachella is officially canceled. (laughs) Like I don't know if you saw that, like. I don't know when they're going to have it next year. I don't know about any other events. Like, I'm pretty sure those are going to get officially canceled as well. Um, Just because also, too, in throwing an event, because I've done that before, you know, there's, like, liability and there's risk. And in terms of COVID, we just don't know what those liabilities and risks are. And obviously, certain things need to be in place for people to be able to protect themselves. Like, even for me, like, I actually had an in-person casting Um, I didn't mention this, but I had an in-person casting this week and the company had to sign a waiver, you know, like if you decide to come to this casting, I'm basically signing my rights away. Like if I get COVID, it's on me, you know, and same in real estate. If you tour a house, you have to sign. Yeah. Special form now. Yeah. Um, Which I assume everyone will have some sort of form like that because you know nobody wants to assume the liability of it because you know realistically it is no one's fault no one really knows how it's realistically being passed you know because even new knowledge is coming out that they're saying asymptomatic people might not be as contagious as they think it's like that's why I said they don't know so Mm. at this point we just need to rev ourselves up to live our best lives in the way that we possibly can being safe it's my jam Jam. me too i mean yeah two years last year oh girl we did a lot of like dances house dances to that yeah i appreciate it i miss it 
Um, yeah, I mean, we're still living our best life. That's the beauty of what's going on. I think people really are making the, the most of it. Yeah. Um, you know, like social media, TikTok, people are still doing dances. People are still cracking up and laughing and somehow, you know, finding different ways to entertain themselves and to engage with their kids and loved ones in ways that we didn't before. And I think, you know, even companies are having to use different software programs, technology to bring everybody yeah. on board. You know, mm -hmm. I know my company had to move very quickly to get people to be able to have the, you know, everything that they needed to be able to work at home. So people right. can innovate and people can adjust um, quickly. And hopefully it won't continue to take things like this um, to get us to, you know, literally stop and smell the roses. Like, right. you know what I mean? Um, so I think it's a, overall, I think, you know, the biggest, one of the biggest lessons I think is just, you know, pay attention, pay attention to like, stop for enough of a moment to pay attention to the good things that are happening, mm -hmm. even though obviously, you know, um, that's how you, you can know that there are no, you know, I always say there's no such thing as fact because mm -hmm. everything's constantly growing and changing. So you can look at this and you can say, well, this is a fact that it's bad. Well, is it, um, are all aspects of it or right. is, you know, a percentage of it is feels uncomfortable and obviously it's horrible for people that have passed away from it. Um, but has it been horrible, you know, for all aspects of life um, yeah. and even things that needed to be brought into balance? I mean, our financial system has been needed to be crumbled. Our, we've needed to look more closely at um, our government officials, at how mm -hmm. we're uh, dispensing Funds. dispersing funds and mm. um, who it's going to and how those different police brutality. Oh my um, gosh. I love that this is coming out and that like people are exposing like city budgets and stuff yeah. because like realistically speaking, I, I think it's crazy because like I saw this video and it was like a guy who was like intellectually breaking it down in terms of like percentages and stuff. And it's like, dude, not like most of the policing that happens isn't even a police problem. You know, police right. should be there to deal with crime, not mental health issues, not uh, what do you want to call it? Like, I don't know. Homelessness um, even. Homeless, is on it. Yeah, yeah. Homelessness, like things like that. Like those things aren't a police officer's job. It should be a trained professional. Right. School security. There. Yeah. School security. And actually, I did see this thing. That was saying, um, and I, I don't want to misquote the statistic, but it was talking about that um, they had implemented a lot more school security, school police um, within our school systems since Columbine. But in terms of actual related violence, there was not many arrests made. Mm. And it was mostly kids like in terms of oh, actually, I'm sorry, zero, because obviously it was four school shootings. So they implemented more security, more school police due to school shootings. But there haven't been any type of arrests or things made or done in terms of school shootings at all. It's only been situations uh, with kids of color who have been disproportionately, you know, in trouble, arrested, whatever, from these implementations of having school police. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, it's, 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 it, it, it you gotta be willful, willfully ignorant right now to not 
have your wheels turning and to not be, you know, kind of assessing and looking at things that you didn't think affected you, but trying, you know, just looking at the cycle of how these things um, affect the economy, how they affect cultures, how they affect even our innovation. I mean, the inability to have um, equal opportunity has literally stunted America's growth because you have less people and less minds that are being able to participate um, Mm. in discussions that are are, um, prohibited from um, being in the room. We're not using their minds. We're not using their... well, they are using our minds. Right. <laughs> they're using our minds. They're using our innovations. They're using our culture. They're using our uh, inspiration, all of those things. But yet we're not invited to the table. Right. Well, That's the And to a degree, like, uh, you know, that movie Hidden Figures, right, where the mm. first computers were actually black women who were right. scientists. Right. Um, the crazy, what, what the takeaway, you know, the biggest takeaway for me from, for that was, can you imagine how much further the United States would have been along if we did not segregate, if we Mm. did not um, prohibit uh, slaves from learning, if we didn't prohibit, um, uh, you know, people from, uh, Black people, the opportunity from going to universities and from having access. Fair education, fair access to education. You know, and all people of color. Like, you know, from not allowing everybody to participate at the same level and giving them the same resources, it only stunted our own growth. When we look at it, we're like, oh, how did China, you know, get ahead of us? How did Russia, well, guess what? (laughs) They're not prohibiting the best minds that that there are from participating. They're not only anchoring up one group of people. So- And they also learn other languages. Like in other countries, they're required before high school. So here in America, before high school, you're not required to learn another language. And you know, and at that point, once you get to the high school level, You've already like you're you're already at a certain point where learning a new language is more difficult right. than if you had started it at elementary level. So other countries are required to teach kids another language, so they come out bilingual, like just naturally, learning like Spanish, learning French, learning, uh, you know, whatever, yeah. <laughs> Mandarin. You yeah. know what I mean? Like whatever it is, and so. They're already ahead, even if we're just looking at that aspect of language to be able to communicate. Right. And then here we are and we look down on other people right. for it. But see, that's the bubble that we've lived in that people don't. And it's again, a sad bubble. we've talked about it. If people travel, they would know that. Like, I understand right. that, you know, we're being inundated with a media that's owned by four corporations. And so you can understand that agenda and what's being projected mm-hmm. onto us. And those same people own Facebook, you know, I mean, it's all intertwined. Right. But if you can possibly, you know, save up enough money or first of all, keep your mind as neutral as possible. So that you're not just allowing yourself to be fed whatever information. Try to keep right. yourself neutral, number one, so that and you don't. And humble. Yes. Yeah, so you're not See, walking into other countries being arrogant as fuck. <laughs> right. Because they've studied us more than we've studied them. Trust and believe. Mm-hmm. They've yep. studied our economy. They've studied Wall Street. They've studied yep. geography. Like, we don't even know that Egypt's in Africa half the time, right? We still say that Columbus has Girl. discovered America and it's for Girl. sure certain that people are already here. So the point <laughs> is, is that when you do go to other countries and you realize, wow, this isn't what the media has been saying. We're not necessarily the best, the brightest, the smartest, the most welcoming at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and these quote unquote third world countries that we've identified them as 
have abundance of fruit and vegetables and no GMOs in their food mm-hmm. or little GMOs in their food. And right. maybe to us, we're looking at them and, you know, they have one pair of sandals, but they're happy and they're living freely and they're not paying a billion taxes and paying $1,500 to live in a studio. And Or if they are paying a billion taxes, their tax dollars are allocated yes. in a way that is effective yes. for its citizens. Yes. You know, exactly. and even if you look at those other countries' economies and how they thrive, even in terms of police and safety, most of their officers police, like I told you, like in other countries, some of them don't even carry guns because it's not necessary to actually have a weapon in order to do your job to police people. Like I understand, like in terms of it being like a violent thing, yes, give them a best. Like they should be able to be protected from something coming at them. But in certain circumstances, like especially in schools, why are police officers having guns in schools? Yeah. Like, I mean, I understand that, yes, in terms of school shootings, which are predominantly white, like, I'm just going to throw that out there, predominantly pretty much all white. Um, that I can understand calling in the enforcement for situations like that. But police just on an everyday, day-to-day basis to be walking the halls with guns is insane. Like, that's not okay to me. Yeah. And, you know? And the anticipation of crime. I'd like to see, you know, and this people can say this isn't possible, but in London, I never saw a police officer. Um, the only time I did was as if someone called them. Other than that, they're not speed trapping. They're mm-hmm. not waiting in the dark alley hoping that you do something bad, hoping hoping that you mess up. Um, right. They're there. I mean, from where I was, I'm sure they have. I know that they have inequality there, too. Yeah. Um, but you don't just see them right because it creates, especially for people of color, an energy of stress and anxiety. Stress, anxiety. Um, you yeah. don't feel free. You, you, um, and just, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a buzzkill. You know what I mean? Um, well, it's the constant need to have to look over your shoulder and always be on your best behavior, quote unquote, um, to not one, draw attention to yourself to two, not like put yourself in a situation where you could get harmed or killed or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm. And so for, especially here in America, for for Black people or people of color, like, that is a real thing, you know? And it's sad. Like, I hope that if I ever have kids, that they grow up in this country. Wow. Okay. (laughs) The motorcycle. I want to go motorcycle riding. That just made me want a motorcycle ride. Yes. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I hope that they can grow up in a country where things are equal, you know? I I would love, before I close my eyes on this earth, to see things completely shifted and turned around, you know, where equality is a thing, where education is fair, where housing is fair. Um, City funds are allocated to inner cities so that inner city kids have the ability for it to not just be called an inner city, you know? For it to not be called the ghetto, for it to not be called these bad areas anymore so that they can go in and clean these areas up, educate people, give them fair pricing for housing, health, health care, mental health, like all of those things, opportunities so that they can actually feed their family and not stress out about having to feed their family and not have time to actually take care of their um, physical well-being as well as their mental well-being for them and their children. You know, like I don't understand why that's a hard thing for people to fathom or understand that that is something that is what everybody deserves. Yeah. I feel like, I feel that, you know, our responsibility as a populace is like, we fell asleep at the wheel. 
you know, we are voting in people that are uh, non-compassionate beings. We haven't mm -hmm. held them accountable. We vote for people because they're the same color as us. Black people do it too. We vote for people because they're the same religion, but we don't vote for people because they're compassionate or they have a history of being kind. So, right. you know, our responsibility, I think, in shifting the narrative is to move beyond like these identifications that do not reinforce kindness and do not reinforce, you know, we, we, we want like we've never had a female president because we think that, quote unquote, they're like not strong enough. Right. So we have to change the energy around um, what strength is, what power is, right. even what success is. Um, and I think people should be held accountable for their contribution of kindness in the world. You shouldn't be paid if you're not curing it, if you have not ever cured a disease, and if you have not invented something that can cure or aid in you know, uh, responsible um, housing or anything that innovates you know, society in a, in a positive way, you should not be, let alone a billionaire, you should not be a millionaire. You should right. have to prove to well, society. Well, why do we even have billionaires? Like, what is the purpose of being a billionaire? You used to not be able to be a billionaire not that long ago. <laughs> well, what, I mean, realistically, like, what is the purpose of that? What is the purpose like, and what, what have you done? what is the purpose <laughs> of hoarding that much wealth to yourself, to quote unquote, your lineage? Um, it, I mean, yes, it's power control. Like, I get that. Cool. But like, how can you sleep at night? How can you live with yourself knowing that there are people starving? And people actually dying because they're starving. Like, I couldn't. No. You know, like, my heart is that big. Like, I care that much about other people, you know? But I was actually going to say, like, I totally agree with what you were saying, Jess. But I would actually disagree in the sense that it's not just about kindness. It's about implementing change into our system. Because the system that we're all living under needs to fucking burn and crumble. Because it's bullshit and it was set up to be like this. You know, so obviously the world that we're living under in the United States and even the world, um, the system's working perfectly because it was set up and designed to be this way, you know, and now people are just all of a sudden they're like, oh, my gosh, this, I didn't know things were like this. I didn't understand. I'm like, what do you mean you didn't understand? It's OK. The veil is lifted for you. Welcome to the world. Welcome to our experience as people of color. You know, right. hello, welcome. Get real comfortable because it's going to be a ride. You know, put your big girl panties on because we got work to do. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But we've reinforced that system. Right. We have reinforced True. it and it hasn't been based. It has not been. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to get too deep into like, politics, but I think that we as individuals have to ask who, what type of world we want to live in. Do we want right. to live in a world that we've created this world? This is not some like you know, dark well, I cloud. Didn't. I would say I didn't. I will say there are still people, sadly, that would love to live in the world that we live in because obviously it's benefiting them. And the system that is in place is working very well for but them. But there's so a very small... They don't want to see That's a very small amount of people. It's like when the slaves, True. right, outnumbered the slave masters by like three to one, okay? There's a... <laughs> so could, we, could they have physically overcome them? Uh, yes. But once you've broken people down mentally and emotionally, and they don't even mm. know that they can break away, they, they will not. So there's only a That's small- That's like that sign. I'm sorry to cut you off. There's this meme, or it's not a meme. It was literally a sign that I saw. It was like, they, America better be thankful that all Black people want is equality and not revenge. Right. Because I swear, if we wanted revenge, this, <laughs> bro- 
Like it would be ugly. Like it would be ugly. Like purge style ugly like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like bad. But the thing is, is that we don't want that because at the core of who we are, we just want to be equal. We want to be seen as people. You know, we want to not be treated differently because of the color of our skin. We want to be valued. We want other people to see our worth as much as we know our, our worth, you know? Yeah, and we're moving into an energy of that on the planet. And I think, you yeah. know, the biggest thing is to know, and I'm going to actually talk a little bit about this on uh, Champagne Ministry. Shout out to oh, Morgan yes. Cultures Queen on Instagram on Sunday. <laughs> but I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But, you know, we're all energy and, you know, the beings that are on this Definitely. planet right now have the energetic power to overcome yes. this. So the energy of the people that we're looking at in the skin suits that appear white, because they're just skin suits, right? And, and ours, we're all playing, we're all playing roles. And, you know, mm -hmm. one role is to mirror this wound so that we can evolve out of it. So it's to highlight that, whether it's economic disparity, whether it's racism, whether it's homelessness, whatever it is. All of these things need to be eradicated and they are. And so don't take it personally. Everybody can't like, we have to realize the time that we're, that we're in that's upon us right now, mm. which the shift in consciousness yeah. evolution exists. We know that archeologically, we know it scientifically, we know it. So we're energetically, spiritually shifting out of these systems. So the more we get caught up in our skin suit, um, right. the more, the, the longer this shit is going to take basically. So know right. that you're an energetic being who you are a divine being, you know what I mean? That came to embody this energy of being a white person so that you can supersede the physical projection upon you. You are going to alter that. You're going to change that timeline because you are not going to be that. You are going to be compassionate. You're going to be kind and you're going to be loving. You're going to want equality. Black people are going to hold that up. Guess what? Black people, like if you see a gay person and that's going to then trigger you. And because now you know the same feeling of oppression, you're gonna be the energetic higher vibration of the energy of anybody before that might have looked down upon people like that. And you're gonna yeah. elevate that energy because you are just inside of a skin suit, but you're a divine being. So see, I love how you have this like lovely, beautiful perspective. Cause here's me, my gangster thug <laughs> ass that is just like, boop, I mean, boop, boop. I'm also like, right, <laughs> shots fired. Um, like, I think, I think you're absolutely right. I totally agree with you. But I also feel like the reason why for us as black people, we feel uh, homosexuality is wrong is because we were stripped and uh, psychologically brainwashed to think that it's wrong. If you look back mm -hmm. within our history in Africa, it was not. So, um, and even what's happening in Africa now in terms of what that is, is like, it's, it's, it's an issue and a problem and, um, it, it's all brainwashing, you know? So yeah, like, cool. There's a lot of um, forgiveness. There's a lot of healing and trauma that needs to be healed from that within our own community. You know what I mean? Because as gay people, we haven't always been, you know, <laughs> perceived well within our own culture. But the thing is, is that us as black people, we are black first and we should be open and welcoming and loving to our own people no matter what, period. Yeah, let's try something new, people. You know, the saying yeah. that to get something you never had before, you have to do something you've never done before. And I'm going to say that yeah. you have to be something that you've never been before. Absolutely. Um, so we have to be bigger. 
Um, be and, better. And we're not going to negate what's going on. It has to be healed. It has to come to the surface. Yes. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to hurt. Um, it's it's going to be scary. And, and that's okay. We have to face it yeah. for the betterment of humanity. Like as a species, yes. the planet's evolving. If we want to evolve with it, we have to, we have to face these things. And we have to let Otherwise, I'm about to hit the button and just say reset, burn everybody <laughs> to the ground. Sorry, I sacrificed everybody on this planet. Don't be mad at me. We just need a reset. Uh, so if y'all don't, y'all don't want to evolve and grow and be kind and loving to everybody, I'm gonna hit the damn button <laughs> and we all go. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Just will peace and love your ass all day uh, long. And Jermaine's like, I'm gonna shots fired on everybody. We all go. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We all going. So shape up. <laughs> or ship out. Yeah. What she said. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, okay. So I guess just to touch on something lastly, really quick. So did you see the whole um, LA Pride March solidarity thing? How are you feeling about it? Did you have any thoughts? Did you want to speak on that? Um, how you feel? Um, I saw a little bit of it. Um, I don't know if you want to just maybe give a brief summary of what went down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, LA Pride decided, obviously it was canceled because LA Pride is a huge event that happens. Um, starts hugely here within uh, Long Beach, especially here in Southern California, usually is like the first Pride. Um, and then it like, you know, trickles throughout the state as well as throughout the country. Um, but LA Pride, um, which always falls in June, uh, obviously, like I was saying, was canceled, but they decided to throw a march um, in solidarity of everything that's happening. Um, but instead of it being like a march for Black lives specifically, it was like kind of tailored towards all lives. It, they kind of said their wording and their verbiage was a little like more all lives matter, which is great. But like, obviously, like, you know, with everything going on, we're focusing on um the most pushed down right now, which is the black lives. And so we're trying to uplift them so we can uplift the entire world and the planet. Um, and so people were very outraged. People were very upset. Um, they didn't invite anyone of color in on this conversation to create this march, to make it a thing. And then um, not only that, but they invited the police to be a quote unquote protective force of this march. And I'm like, and not just me, but everyone else was basically feeling like, isn't that counterintuitive to what it is that you're actually trying to do to invite the police into this as quote unquote security? Um, because technically we're marching because of police brutality that set off all of this. You know, it's not necessarily the sole issue, but it's set off the movement, you know, of everything, the movement of equality, the movement of bringing all these racial things to the surface. You know what I mean? Right. So, with enough people complaining and enough people speaking out, um, they were hurt and LA Pride stepped down. And um, I'm not sure who or how uh, they created a task force. I'll say task force. I like that word. <laughs> or a uh, council, rather, of queer Black people within our community um, to basically be the forefront of this new march um, for all Black people. And um, queer, not queer, all black people. And so they pass the torch, mm -hmm. you know, um, which I actually do think is a great thing because, um, you know, the way that they started out wasn't a good thing. That was bad. What they did was bad. And I think that they learn. They're learning. 
you know? Yeah. And I think it's definitely a lesson for white people or non-black people to see like, look, it's okay for you to make a mistake. It's okay for you to still have bias right now because you're in a process of learning. Right. But be open to being teachable. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's super important right now is being open to being teachable. You know, because there's so much knowledge and so much that needs to be learned and so much compassion that needs to happen even for yourself. And so if you're not open to being teachable, then you do yourself a disservice because all you're coming to the table with is defensiveness, you know? Um, so, yeah. So how do you feel about it? Um, you know, again, it's like the same thing we're saying earlier about, you know, uh, as a country not evolving to a level that mm. we can be on because we haven't been inclusive. And that's mm -hmm. why, you know, that's why diversity is needed. That's why boards and, you know, if you go into a hospital, um, if you go into a university, all the board members are usually white. Um, right. And so, or even corporations, corporations, the list goes on. Right. And so mm -hmm. that's for different reasons, opportunity resources, but you, that does not represent, if you go into a grocery store, it does not represent the world at large. It doesn't represent the population here. So you are right. missing out on an entire um, cultural perspective. Um, mm -hmm. And we should want that. Um, Absolutely. And so I, I'm all about intention in my life brings me peace to to look at whether I feel intuitively someone's intent was you know there or not I don't I don't mm. know those people so I'm not in the room I can't say but I'm going to say it sounds like the intention was you know decent um I mm -hmm. also know that a lot of people are doing this for economic reasons um jumping on, right. on the bandwagon but you know what for whatever reason as long if you have a platform and you're saying those words and you are you know, putting up that you're against racism, you're anti-racist. I think that words do carry vibration as we know and, and frequencies. And so I like the visuals of seeing that and seeing so many companies, um, even if even if they're faking it until they make it. Um, but yeah, this is- They can fake it with me if they want to, put me on a, a billboard or whatever and pay me, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> But yeah, we just have to look at our value system and yeah. value monetarily, value as far as lives. Um, and we've been out of balance. And I think, like I said, I think me personally, I think that we all have to take responsibility. The best thing we can do as souls is to be the work on us. If nothing else, like if you don't get it, you know, I don't understand. If you're working on yourself and you're being the best version of you, whatever that looks mm -hmm. like, if you're meditating, if you're doing make, whatever it is, if you get down to the zero point, you release fear, you release, you know, all of these dogmas, whatever it is, you will be a better person. You won't have to um, be triggered or defensive because of your skin suit. You, you right. will be able to relate to people on a deeper level, on a more compassionate level, and you'll be able right. to listen without right. those biases and be, and be teachable yeah so because i think that's super important for us to remember right now and just even going forward like i said in general it's like be open to being teachable because don't be arrogant enough to think you know everything yeah you know and that's across the board for everybody uh, yeah for us too i always say this because and i i someone's gonna say this somewhere else now i promise you but you know the saying when the, the teacher is ready, the student appears. And I added, yes. I added that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Because Absolutely. I both know ways. the most I know when someone asks me a question. I don't even know what I know until it's brought to my attention. 
in the form of a question. Mm, and then I'm able to pull out from somewhere um, a, a enough of a exchange of knowledge or wisdom that I didn't know mm. that I had. So, okay, yo, but I'm saying yes. it's just from being, <laughs> being available and being flexible. When you are defensive, you're not being available. You're not being flexible. If you're not being flexible, you cannot scientifically expand. True. Right? So you got to be. You just went full Jedi. <laughs> I just love it. That was great. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm the same. I'm a yeah. Makusa, as Michael Jackson said. <laughs> <laughs> I go sign. <laughs> well, I mean. I don't feel like I got anything else to talk about, at least not for this week. We'll leave it for next week because obviously me and this girl can talk for like hours. We do often. Yeah. Um, we're just letting you guys in on the conversations yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. How lucky do you guys feel that you get let in on these conversations? Like that again, like I've said this before in the past, like this is why we birthed this baby of Ascended Queens because, you know, like, me and this girl, we just chop it up all the time. And I felt like it was time for people to hear what we had to say, because what we were saying is very valuable. Um, and I think a lot of people feel the way that we feel. And um, why not express it? So we appreciate you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you so much for following Ascended Queens. Please share it with your friends. Um, you know, help us grow. You know what I mean? Help uplift these beautiful black queen voices that you're hearing and uh, follow us. If you're not following us on the gram at Ascended Queens and I am Jermaine Nichols on the gram and Jessica is J.A. Spencer 08. <laughs> <laughs> A little complicated. I know. I, I don't know why I always forget because it's just I just wish, can I just be like Jessica Spencer no, or is there can. already a Jessica yeah, there's Spencer? A lot, so Damn. <laughs> I'm going to switch it up though. Damn. Yeah. All right. Yeah. At some point. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on another episode of Ascended Queens. We will see you guys next time. Whatever you need. Anything.